Welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. Every week, the Lead Team at Tate Springs will review our Sunday services, everything from the message to worship and whatever else comes to our minds. Let's dive in. Welcome to another Lead Team Podcast. We are excited to be here. We have a good full crew today. We have Houston, Curtis, Ron, and Jason, and it's Jason's final time with us. Jason, <laughs> Jason's fun. He's Jason, already crying. Don't cry. I, I am. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> Jay, like cry, I'm, I'm thinking that was more of the, end, sound like Jason the, the Andy Bernard moment in the office where he's like, oh, I will too sit here and cry. And, he, and he, what does he say? He says that great line. I wish there was a... A way of knowing. We were in the a good way old to know times. that you were in the good times before they passed. Or yeah. How are you? Eight up is it, guys? Yeah, these guys happy. are quoting all these lines. <laughs> Don't worry, Ron. All right. Well, here we are. We're we're here, here we and are. it's a one of we're those. Here. Like, we are existing. <laughs> we are existing. We're, we're here again. That's how we used to start them all. Right? It just happens we're every here. time. We have here. started. That's how. Uh, Nate, I think that's how Nate Bargatze starts his comedy. Well, things. he's like, well, it's happening. We're here. We're si- you're sitting in there in those chairs, and I'm standing up here. here what's happening? Yeah. And it's funny when he does. Can it. you start every sermon like that from now on? <laughs> well, I'm preaching. <laughs> hey, I was inspired. I did try. I'm not. I don't have his delivery, but he was the inspiration for the touchdown, not the revolution, and the caffeine, not a uh, geopolitical conversation uh, <laughs> jokes. I was like, how would Bargatze do this? So I was trying to think along those lines, but, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, we, uh, this is Jason's last time. And, and so we want to, uh, we celebrated that yesterday. So I, you know, so today's the roast. Today's the roast. We celebrated. Yeah. That's the key. We celebrated. The <laughs> there was an after party. <laughs> so, uh, what was, what was the most memorable part of, uh, yesterday's service? Oh, the cowbell. The cowbell. The the okay. I will say this about the cowbell. I got to say. I was super impressed that in the transition of from Jason to Jared for the cowbell, you guys that. dropped one beat and you were back in yeah. on beat. I was actually really oh, impressed was awesome, by that. Man. I was so happy when you came up and they gave it to me. I was like, yes. See, the but, crowd uh, loved that too. Yes. I think did. staff infection was as equally memorable. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> it was because of the banjo. It I didn't see was. the reaction uh, from the congregation of the picture, though, because I, I was getting my yeah. guitar. You, you were very focused playing the guitar. Bree leans over and she's like, Jerry is not taking his eyes off of the page. You oh, were yeah. like, I need to know exactly. I'm way out of practice, man. <laughs> it's all good. I, I haven't but I played when you broke away for that moment. <laughs> yeah. That. I haven't yeah. played uh, since the fall, like for Thanksgiving, I think, for the senior oh, adults. It's the last yeah. time I played. So then I picked it up on Sunday morning and played. Yeah, I uh, I actually it's made me decide uh, maybe I need to grow my hair out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> cricket, me too. Cricket, cricket, cricket. I have to admit, I was the most comfortable I've ever been on stage. Hey, there we go. There we go. To never do it again. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's comfortable, and it was the end. Work on them, guys. Work on. I did it just for you, Jerry. Thank Fish. you. Yeah, it was a special service. It I mean, was. overall, there there were um, you know, lots of people came out uh just to to. So, to worship and glorify the Lord, but also just as a church family, you know, we, we were sending you guys off. So a lot of, you know, I had uh, a lady named uh, Anna sit, that uh, sits behind me and she's not felt very well. So she actually came and I could tell it was taking everything out of her. And she had to, she, I had to like help her out during music. Yeah, saw that. And so, uh, you know, that's a testimony of the kind of love that I think people have for mm-hmm. you and the family here. That she hated that she couldn't, she gave you something to give to you or something. Yeah. 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 yeah but I just that. kept I it. That it had money in it, so I kept it for money. No, it was, I remember that note. Um, 
and we we were so loved yesterday like Bree came up and she was she was crying after the service because she just was seeing how much love was there um but specifically man what i loved um was that you know the final time i got to see you preach in person was a message and a charge to the church of hey in this political season let's represent christ and not i mean i love that that you know that's it was ultimately like a high note to go out on for me yeah because that has been the heart to always represent christ and so that being you know the final one to hear from you approachable spirit yeah. so yeah those sermons are hard yeah, yeah i know you have to because you were super like okay hear me out understand this oh like, dude no at the beginning <laughs> I, when i, I was saying god is you know so it institutes the leaders that tension i let it hang for a while yeah. and then finally i said but that doesn't mean that the leaders are godly. And someone goes, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I come on, that. Mike. Really? We like, know this. <laughs> we are aware that our, that our leaders are not godly. Yes. In fact, very few of them are. Yes. There's very, like, there's no party that's, you know, the God party. I, so let me let me tell a quick story. So, like, leadership in the 21st century is near impossible. Um, because when you become a leader, it, you are immediately viewed with... You're, you're, you're sus, as the kids say today. You're sus. You. But um, is that what, how they say it used to be? kids say that? Is that how the kids say it used to It's what they used uh, to say. No. That, so that, is, that is what, like, some of our very, very younger kids will say. Okay. Uh, but anyone who used to say that five years ago realizes it's not cool. Okay. It's okay. A little... I think when we look at politics, what we see are people who are put into these positions, and they have these pressures that are coming around them. And the question is always... When the pressure from this donor over here and this influential person over here, and they're trying to tell you what to do, are you going to do the right thing or are you going to try to basically do something that is bought and paid for, as they say in politics? And so that's that's why I think to riff off of the, are there any godly leaders? I think there are godly leaders. I just think that there are people who, when you when you get caught up in politics, it's it's a really hard place to be godly in. You know, because essentially, I think if you're going to be godly, it could very well cost you your uh, your opportunity to lead in those Absolutely. in those places. That's the and point. that's that's I mean, not to delve even further, but that is why we see a lot of what we're seeing is yeah. people refuse to do the right thing, and they go for the power and the money, or they feel like if I just do this, it'll be better. The overall better if I could just do this, and then yeah. I don't think I don't think every leader has sold his soul. That's not what I'm saying. No, but I am no, saying that. Not everyone. I do think that. Just a lot of them. Well, <laughs> I mean, I do think that at the end of the day. That's a millennial talking right there. <laughs> I do think at the end of the day, though, that it is, uh, I'll be honest, man. I think it's really hard to get into a place of leadership in D.C. Uh, without at some point sacrificing, yeah. you know, some of your overall convictions. Well, in yeah. essence, it's, it's what you were talking about, this synchronization of you know, our beliefs with our faith with something else is this concept that we can somehow put those things together and then it takes on an entirely different face and we can convince ourselves that we're still living according to our faith, but we've now synchronized it in such a way with something that's not about Christ, it's not about faith, that it is something different. Yeah. It's really easy to convince ourselves that it's still the good, you know, like, yeah, I had to take a little bit of this in, but it's it's we're changing it at that point. We're changing the gospel. We're changing the power yeah. of what God and, gives and us. Politics, like and 
fundamentally, inherently, in its nature, is two sides who have to say, well, I'm going to give this much and I'm going to let go of this much. It's given, it, it's, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to in this, this bill, we're going to put things that we want and you put things that you want. And that's part of politics. So I understand like compromising, but, but at some level, if I'm a Republican senator and the thing that they're wanting to put in the bill is going to, uh, for example, take out innocent human life, then I should not compromise on that standard. Right. And I think that's that's what we see in that is is a lot of challenging questions and, and situations yeah. uh, there. And that's I think it's really hard. I think it's really hard. And uh, we have to to be real thoughtful about how we live out our faith uh, in a world that where we we work and try to cooperate, but we don't compromise. Yeah. So it really is difficult. But I think that's always been one of the hallmarks, you know, that I've appreciated about your leadership, because I think we can, you know, transition this podcast and the gas and all of each other up today is that you have always sought to lead the team, but then the church at large at um, doing exactly what you spoke about in your sermon and representing Christ, not politics, not policy, not even, you know, necessarily making our name big. Like we do have a vision statement. We are focused on curating aesthetic, but not for the sake of branding ourselves or pushing ourselves or for the sake of drawing people to Christ, simplifying things and stuff like that, so that ultimately we're able to focus people on him. Yeah. So that's always something I really appreciated about your leadership, man, is it's just, it's been 100% about God and not your pulpit. Yeah. What, what I liked, um, I liked the really, really practical, the really practical aspect you threw in there were like, good. it was good deeds, Garner goodwill or, or yeah. resulting goodwill, something like that. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was really practical. It's the realization that if we love people the way Christ loves people, um, through these things, then those things that are not of the Lord, those things that are not the, the top level of importance, those things kind of all wash away. And I think that we end up with this, this, good relationships, good opportunities, even with people that, you know, don't agree with us. Well, I think I, I what, yeah, the point of that, and I, I didn't dig into it too much uh, because of time, but the point of that point is to say that I think if the church had historically shown that if not only we what we say about marriage, but uh, what we believe about marriage, but we actually showed what we believed about marriage in our marriages, and so, in other words, you know, the stats often say that the divorce rates in the church outside of the church are similar. And then I see people say, well, that's not true. I don't know what the stats say, but I know that we've seen divorce in, too, much. In too much. And the point is, I think if the governing authorities were making their laws and they saw the churches throughout our nation and people who follow Jesus, and they were not only saying, we believe this about life, we believe this about marriage. And not only saying that, but actually acting it out in a way that was fundamentally changing their society. I think that good deed would have brought goodwill to the bills that they were making. Instead, what's happened is they have seen us not overall really act and lead in a way for what we say we believe. And therefore, that's why it's a mirror is what I was saying at the end of the message. Well, I think, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to quote someone here. Uh, I'm going to quote Dr. Jared Wellman because the reality is this. This is the quote. Now, what's happening in the White House too. is not as important <laughs> as what's happening around the dinner table. 
Pull that quote from what was put in our social media channel. <laughs> but that's echoing exactly where it's saying that's what's happening there. That's not what's most important. What's ha- what's most important, and we see this reflected in how our ministries are constructed with the Great Commission Ministry and the Family Ministry and all of that, is we are focused on helping people discover their part in God's story where they understand how to live their lives with moms, dads, kids, grandparents, ho- however we function in our relationships as making that the most important thing. And we, like Amanda and I talk and we try, and, and, and this is one of the things I'm, I'm most passionate about as a pastor is like, I, like people will sometimes, you know, expect their pastors to talk more about who to vote for. And I'm, and this is what I was trying to say yesterday is like, that's not my job. My job is not to tell you who to vote for. Hopefully I'll do my job enough that you'll know how to vote, who to vote, however that that's up between you and the Lord and your conscience. But, um, my job is to try to help you to understand that with your energy, the energy and the fervor with which we vote and we, you know, have this anxiety about who's going to win an election. I think if we took that and we weren't afraid because of what Romans 13 one says, and instead we put that fervor into being good moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and uncles and aunts and brothers and sisters. And so Amanda and I, we have a role that we try in the seven day week, we try to sit around the dinner table at least four times. And that's with four kids that are in basketball and ballet and everything, because we feel like if there's a rhythm of sitting around a dinner table, uh, that, uh, where we talk about the day and pray and talk about the Lord, then that is, uh, that's going to raise good citizens, uh, good followers of Jesus. And, and, uh, and I think that that, I really believe it's more important, uh, than what's happening in the white house because those kids will grow up and vote and serve so on and so forth. Yeah. So second question, what actions can we take from God's word? I mean, we just kind of answered that. Yeah. Sit around the dinner table more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's take, I think we, we need to take initiative in our own homes and our own lives. I think that it's too easy for us to sit back and let those conversations take place in small groups or, you know, whatever, but like for us to take initiative in have a conversation like there was a tool that we gave out at Parent Roundtable a few weeks ago. That's a deck of a deck of Pokemon cards. No, not Pokemon. <laughs> uh, they have a little more eternal value, even though I know Pokemon cards can go up in value a lot. Um, now these are there's they a can. deck, That's yeah, true. a lot, a deck of cards that uh, I have my entire retirement is is on Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh boy, <laughs> you lost them. Hey, Justice, yeah, You're Justice trouble, is going to need to become that, a doctor. Tesla to be able. I'm doing really good right now. <laughs> Bitcoin, so, I put it all in Bitcoin. But we gave away this deck of cards that was all like all proverbs, You're different proverbs. An and the goal is like the guy who made them said, "Hey, after dinner, use them like fortune cookies. Just just grab a card and read it." Do you say like a fortune cookie at the end? Do you say in the bathroom at the end of? A- no, no. Okay. It's better to avoid that when you're talking. The Bible talks about <laughs> adding on to scripture. We try not to do that. Okay. Yeah. okay. Lucky numbers. Are there so lucky numbers on the back? We do this in Bree's family. Her mom has a deck of cards at the table. And Pokemon it's, cards? It's prompt questions, not Pokemon cards. Magic cards. the Gathering. And we can hear one wrong. <laughs> we, we do it. <clears throat> I'll be my own air horn. So she does that. And actually, it's something yeah, like Uno. Like Uno. You try to What's your favorite Pokemon? One? Is it Pikachu? Or? I don't play Pokemon. Okay. I'm really so confused. I, I wouldn't but know. You don't have a favorite? Everyone has a favorite. Probably the one that breathes fire. He's a Yu-Gi-Oh Hey, guy. did you see that There's Stephen A. Smith okay. thing where he was like, he was trying to read I'm not and a nerd. explain Pokemon? Anyways, yes, so, yeah. way off track, to watch it's that. hilarious. 
I, ahead, I don't Jason. even know what Pokemon. Oh, so, wait, Jason. Did, <laughs> sorry, did we interrupt what? you, Jason? It's a game. That's all I know. It's, what? It's not a game. It became a game. It's a lifestyle, Ron. <laughs> Ron, where you guys are in the different lifestyle that I am. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, when they when they ask that question, so what actions like can we take? Humanity. What I can recommend, actually. Because I, I like to read others and, and hear how they do things. That it helps me get inspired, okay, how to do this. Um, sometimes coming up with my own actions can be difficult. It's helpful to read from others. And one of the best books that I've read is Rosario Butterfield's The Gospel Comes with a House Key. It's a book that I've purchased for others and given away. And it's something that I read early on and that Bree and I read. And it just gave a lot of how to can build a household that focuses on the community and stuff like that. Um and not always really easy with how we live, but it's really flexible. It's obviously a guideline, not a, hey, do these things. You're going to have a great, you know, household for Christ. But it just really lays out how she lives and how her family lives in such a way. We actually said this with Grandma Glenn, like the what you spoke about, um, is that we live in the present. And whoever comes into our lives in the present, we invite them in. We show them hospitality. Mm-hmm. And I love that about our hospitality ministry here. Like, we are very focused on yeah. welcoming people in. And from that, they begin to experience the love and hope of Christ. So I think that's one of the biggest things I would say. It's just be hospitable. Yeah. Be welcoming. Really, we need to we need to add Pokemon cards to the mugs. Okay. There you go. We're that's talking about something huge. huge. All right. Huge. All right. <laughs> Jason, that was that was insightful, but we need to talk more about um, card decks. I will pass that task on to someone else. So no, the uh... no, 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 no. can I get passed to me? <laughs> well, Brock actually, actually, Jared oversees the the first impressions because he is overseeing worship ministry right now. But yeah. Brock, Brock or Jared, I could take one. all the worthless Pokemon cards and put them. <laughs> right, yeah. that would be the good. Just that, put like you're, one you're using big church one funds all, to buy them. packs, and the, open yeah. them up, saying, "Ooh, that one's rare. Keep it for myself." <laughs> all these other ones. Wow. We're gonna do that. It's gonna be basketball Talk about cards. corruption and leadership. Ooh, basketball cards. <laughs> that, that, now we're we'll doing basketball cards. Hey, everyone, gets some now basketball cards. Yeah, people are like, people get people get so confused. Like they have a a vintage Mavericks Robert Pack card. You know, from like 1991. I have no idea. Exactly. Nobody knows who he is. I know who he is. He did play for the Dallas Mavericks for a long time. Was he the guy who did the uh, the granny shot? Yep. You you wouldn't know Robert Pack for any reason except that if you like were Dallas Mavericks. Or Ube Blob. He he contributed nothing. Ube Blob? He contributed nothing memorable. That sounds like a Korean dessert. I think Ube Blob sounds like a Pokemon. I think it sounds like... This no, I can't say it. It's a kind of Korean food, isn't it? Or Asian food? Hey. If I got that wrong, I apologize. Once again, <laughs> now you know what I deal with every day. Oh my oh, gosh! Dude. So this is the team on hinge. We are going everywhere today. There's a cat coming out of the ceiling. <laughs> this is safe, This is also the longest Sweet Tea podcast. Well, actually, when it comes down to... Because we don't want to say goodbye. We just want to make sure Houston has a lot of editing work to do. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Have fun, buddy. Well, I will say one thing. Well, I'll say one thing about what actions can we take. So, uh, there is a family summit coming up. Yes. This, this Sunday. Yes. And Ian Bunton's coming back, our Canadian brother from another mother. Yep. Coming from the northern country. Oh, Canada. Coming from Canada, eh? Oh, yeah. Canada. We're flying them back down. 
My home in faithful Why do you know the Canadian like theme song? That's because I can grow up like two hours. I'll call it an anthem, but it's more fun to call it a theme song. He's, it he's probably three percent can, Canadian. I probably am. I got that maple syrup, and he does say yeah. <laughs> Sometimes maple afterwards. syrup. Canadian maple syrup? Are you oh kidding? yeah. Oh yeah. Hanging on a Starrett's. Y'all don't even know. Like the maple syrup that y'all get in like Walmart down here and stuff like that is not the real stuff. It's it's fake. It is absolutely full of chemicals. Well, I don't care about that. It's still good. But I'm just saying it's not thick and viscous like northern maple syrup. I I, viscous. I completely concur with you. I mean, that's I know. Sounds good. We have family summit coming up. Wow, he's getting this back on track. It's a bad sign. Ron's just watching here. So. Family Summit. So, yeah, if listen, I sent out an email and it had... <laughs> <laughs> we broke Jared. <laughs> I did it on Curtis's behalf. Yes, he did. Curtis texted me this morning. I said, Can you send out an email? And so I sent out an email you uh, should have gotten it because I sent out to everybody. Let's read the email out loud. And, uh, it, and I even say uh, singles, married couples, uh, if you're thinking about. You know, having a baby. If you yeah. want to develop Listen, the Houston tools debris, to foster a strong, loving, and Christ-centered relationship, our I encourage you to attend. Music minister told Sunday. everyone before we had it publicly announced. Oh, really? So that whenever, was so, so whenever funny. you said you told everyone, right? I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I knew you had, by the way. Just but, but it was like a people were looking pass. around, like, oh no. <laughs> That's why it's funny. Alert, I love that alert. awkward humor. I love it. It's my favorite. Yeah, we do. So. Family Summit. So that really is a practical way for us to take the message because we, and I really wanted to dig, to dig in on this on Sunday, but it was just a long service because um, there's so much cowbell. But Love we, uh, we need the more. Point is, more. We more actually, cowbell. we we don't just say sit around the dinner table and build a home culture. We we actually have created a uh, a whole vision and model here at the church that like does, that offers it. So if you're not taking advantage of the the weekly family roundtable, the annual family summits, uh, the D group stuff, all these things, then you're missing opportunities. And if you're wondering, like, how come I'm struggling to see some momentum and progress? You know, we're we're offering things that we really believe can truly, genuinely help. And guess what? We've seen it happen. We've mm-hmm. seen families who are far from the Lord come in here, buy into the model, and uh, and it's impacted their their homes. And so, uh, just to kind of uh, push that family summit you can sign up at tatesprings.com slash event so well hey listen we uh we've kept you guys long enough uh we try to keep it around 20 25 minutes but i do want to make a quick announcement the lead team podcast will be changing a little bit in the future we figured uh this is a good time to do that because jason's leaving Bye, and let's just say this that hey jason it, it all it all only succeeded if it did at all i don't know if it did is because it did. we had great views so, i mean if we're talking metrics it was all you it, man it was really great it was all well you. So with you leaving, gosh. it's kind of like when Jordan we, left we the Nines Bowls. Say that. Oh, yeah. wow. well, to, to quote wow. the great philosopher Jason Nichols, Holy boom, yeah. boom. <laughs> so we are uh, we are going to take a break. So we felt like you know we have. Uh, I'm going to be gone next week. Uh, by the way, Spring for those break. who listened to the sermon yesterday and thought, uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, sometimes when I preach what I preach on politics, some people will say, "Oh, well, Pastor Jared's not proud of our country." I'm going to be in D.C. next week. Because I love our country and I want to go and I'm see leaving the country. Statues. And what is this cool, great place? So, anyways, I'm going to be there, and so therefore I won't be here. And then next week and the week after, Just kind kidding. of spring break. So, <laughs> now you're good.
You're good. I'd, I'll get it out of your system. <laughs> Cricket. Jason said he was leaving the country, and then he said, just kidding. I said, no, but for real. Oh, like, for that, but it was like about the proud thing. That, that's what it was in reference to. Yeah, we are leaving. Like, I'm not kidding about that. Sorry, Al. He's like, he's like, psych, I'm actually staying, church. Thanks for all the cards. <laughs> no, but we're going we're gonna to take, uh, take a break. And when it comes back, we're not sure when it will come back, but we're developing a uh, kind of an updated version of this that's going to be geared towards the apologetics. We're calling it Tate Springs Plus. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. A monthly fee of only six dollars. <laughs> Jason, you no, no longer get to speak into this. <laughs> we're we are removing your mantle. So stay tuned for updates. But other than that, thank you guys for tuning in. Jason, we love you, man. Love you and guys, uh we've enjoyed uh enjoyed having you here and we'll miss you for sure. Miss you guys too. All right. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. At Tate Springs, we want to help you discover your part in God's story. Connect with us at tatesprings.com. We'll see you next time.